All right, let's head up north. Let's head north of the border. Start with the Toronto Blue Jays, the team that OSA has pegged for the most wins in baseball at an even hundred. Not only with the most uh, wins in baseball, third most runs scored and fewest runs against, lowest ERA, uh, second most strikeouts. If there's, I think there are very few teams that can compete with Toronto when it comes to their pitching staff top to bottom. The, the bullpen has a couple question marks. The, the bullpen is legit when it comes to Turner, Julian. Outside of that, I'm not entirely sold on it. When it comes to the top five starters, I don't think any team in baseball can compete with Arford, Sissel, Reese, York, Key. Is This this is the best rotation in baseball, right? I mean, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Jake's going to disagree because he's fucking nuts. But it's the best. I think if you bring the bullpen into play, then I think there could be some question marks. But among the oh. top five starting pitchers, it's Toronto and then the rest of the field. Yeah. Right. And that's what they, they're just going to be a regular season powerhouse because there's no free wins. Just every every single day they're going to be competitive and they're deep. They're really deep. The outfield, they have like seven outfielders on the team who are all pretty good. Um, uh-huh. If they get hurt, they're going to be fine. Yep. It's really hard to imagine a world where Toronto doesn't coast to first place. It's I mean, really quick reminder that they've still got Keytech Kim sitting there on the IL. Yeah, he's going to come back. He's back now. He's good. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with Keytech. I've always liked him. Yeah. Jake, here's a question. G. Rich can't really play because you know he's one of these teams we're talking about. There's a clear number one in the Atlantic. We all picked Baltimore, right? There's also a clear number one in the North, Toronto. Is there a bigger space between Toronto and the rest of the North or between Baltimore and the rest of the Atlantic? I think I can play. Mm. I'd say, ooh. I think it's Toronto has the bigger gap. I'd say Baltimore only because I think Baltimore is that good. Man, I think Toronto is that good. Baltimore or Toronto better this year? Who is more Balt- wins? Baltimore's probably better because the bottom of the Atlantic's so bad that right. they're going to clean up easy. I wins. mean, the bottom of the north, the bottom of the north is pretty fucking bad. It's not that bad. There's only one shitty team. We got two. Talking about the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees are bad, but they're not Red Sox bad. Do, uh, I mean, does does Roberto Alvarez break camp with the team? What happens with Corey Vargo? There, there are some question marks for what the Blue Jays are going to do. I don't think there are any Blue, J- Blue Jays for exactly what's going to happen on the field. Shit, uh, I don't think The only question mark to me is the outfield because he has so many good ones. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I agree. I um, would say uh, he traded I, for I, I'd like to butt in. Uh, for Tyler, uh, what was his name? Uh, Moore. Oh, traded for more outfielders. You he mean. traded for more outfielders. Yeah. yeah. He just collects them. He got Johan Dunn. Good, good player. Key tech Middle of last got year Eddie, for no reason. Got Eddie Manning. Yeah. That was in 2014, but still. Well, yeah. I mean, but I'm still still a big Eddie Manning guy. He's a good hitter. Uh, he's a DH. Like, but he's where a good did hit. Matt Woolridge come out of? I was looking at him the other day. Who is this guy? How is he 27 and absolute, like, he was a rookie last year, one of the worst players in baseball, yet he's old and looks great. Like, something about Toronto, everyone gets good at 27 years old. Toronto does this. Where did Alex Del Fiero come out of? Especially 
Especially with fucking outfielders. They do it Dude. all the time. Del Fierro They do it with outfielders the and they do it with relievers. And fucking starters. Maybe it's – I think – is it just because they stockpiled eighth-round picks That's for what years it is. and just got lucky on, like, they have five 50, guys? They have 50 picks. Well, I mean, Sissel was, was a, a seventh-rounder. Uh, York was a trade. Torres was a trade. Reese was, uh, was a first-rounder. Um. Arford was God, a but Arford, but Arford was a 25th like that. Yeah, uh, Edgar Torres was a, uh, a minor league or as a uh, international discovery. Sean York was yeah. a second rounder. Rick Torres. Key was a, was a late one. I mean, Rick Key. That God, trade, this team I think, is looking good. good. That Rick Key got traded. Now I liked that trade for Houston, but not anymore. We'll you talk don't. about them later. I mean, and then yeah. they've got that. That's strong. I mean, so you've got these starters that are going to go seven and then the handoff to Turner and then the handoff to Julian. But if this if that if they have a bad start, they only have to go four or five innings. Is there a, a sixth inning guy that you trust here, a seventh inning guy or even a fifth inning guy here that you trust in this bullpen? Yeah, I think there's plenty of guys I trust here. I like Julian and Turner. I like Hamilton. I even uh, like Clark Palmer. And Turner, those, I like Hamilton and Palmer. Are, I think those guys are good. I'm, Hell, then, I like then again, the fact. The, the fact that this is the knit that we're picking in this team shows how good it is. Yeah, it's good. I, it's The Blue Jays have such a bizarre run, um, really, since Amin. I don't know when Amin joined, but he's really played the game differently and I would say stupid in a lot of ways because probably in, like, 2006, if he used normal logic like the rest of us, would have spent some prospects, got a couple players, and then been a real contender for, like, 07, 08, and been like a powerhouse. But he just refused to become a contender for so long. And he just kept stockpiling assets, and all of a sudden they're coming to fruition. So, I mean, he really played the the long, long, super long con. But now, it's they look really good. I mean, he probably would have been fired if it was real life, but fuck, the plan worked. The, I think the way he drew it up, ton I of think. assets, super deep, looks great. And even all the IF... All the international amateur guys, they're all coming up to that age. So all of a sudden you have three guys who are a couple years away from being contributors as well. I love Jorge Flores, for whatever that's worth. George Flores, one of my favorite specs in the sky. Um, and I agree with D. Rich. I think Jake is overselling the question marks in this bullpen. I like Jack Hamilton a lot. I like Clark Palmer a lot. I mean, I think I, I like Hamilton, but but he's a loogie. He's he's a loogie. I mean, you look at the splits, 65 or according to Jerry, 65, 45, 45 against righties, against lefties, 80, 65, 55. Like he's a he's a true left-handed side armor. Get those lefties out. He is indeed a left-handed side armor. That is just fact. I like Daniel Enriquez. I think some of these guys are pretty good. Yeah, this team's so good. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this team won more games in Baltimore. I think this team might be better than Baltimore. That's got nothing to do with their records during the regular season because they don't play in the same division. But I think empirically this team looks better than the Orioles. I think I would agree with you. I think the problem is that Toronto matches up dreadfully against Baltimore. And if they yep. keep playing each other, it's horrible because Toronto has plays in a hitter's park. So Baltimore goes in there and crushes it. And then they have a bunch of low movement starters who get crushed by the home run ball. And and they have lefties. That's they right. Have you, you can't, and you throw, can't them. throw lefties against Baltimore. 
Yeah, if if Baltimore didn't exist or if Toronto was in the West, then their their odds on their odds on SCS at least uh, regional favorites. Yeah. Like if I was a mean last year, I would have been praying for something to happen where Baltimore loses, and next thing you know, it's like, oh man, I can, I'm gonna just cruise to a title, but it doesn't work out that way. All right. I just don't know what you do. Uh, they're, they're so weird. They're almost like they're too deep. Did, they have all these I players mean, that deserve to play. <laughs> they have so there's only nine spots in the diamond. Do, do they trade some of these pieces for depth? Do they trade some like Del Fiero for depth? Do they hold on to him and and hope that no one gets injured and if they do then they have reasonable depth i mean i, I don't what, know what do you do when you're when you're making that run you just i think what you're... i i think what you do is you do exactly what Amin's going to do you play the season cuz you never know what's going to happen maybe Nate Riley gets hurt maybe a couple more baltimore starters gets hurt maybe Nate Riley doesn't hit 50 home runs this year oh well, if he's thinking of with Baltimore in mind, that's the wrong that's the wrong idea. That's just well, see, I, I, see, I think I disagree with that. This team wins the North. It is tough to see any circumstance in which this team does not make the playoffs in the North. Correct. So the regular season is really not what you're playing for. You're looking it, for the playoffs. I know, but it, you know what you're saying. It reminds me of when, uh, like, the Houston Rockets go out and get Chris Paul, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing? The the Golden State Warriors exist. Why would you even try?" Why would you even try to play for seconds? Just dumb. If you're you're gonna be one of the best two or three teams in baseball for sure, make your run. Do what you can. I agree, but I'm not sure how this team can get much better. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know either. Like, can you package depth for a superstar at some position that you're not stacked at? Yeah, and Shit. where is the where is that <laughs> superstar, know. and what team do they play for that's gonna trade I, them? Like, and yeah. what position did they play where you can upgrade? Right. I don't know. First base, maybe. But then again, you got Castillo there, and then Vargo at second. So they're they're really if they're upgrading, it's going from good to great. Yeah, it's almost like it's it's roll the dice with what you have, or trade some depth to ensure that this run continues. I don't know. Yeah. All right, anyway. sucked to means dick enough. Yep, I, I, so. I tried to say he should get fired, so I tried to throw in some bad okay, things. Okay, you did. You did. All right, uh, let's head to Minnesota. Congratulations, Slaw. You made the postseason for the first time in a decade. Oh. Congratulations. Round, round of applause to, uh, to Sly. And now predicted for second in the North. Moving and 90 on up. wins, which would be the most since 2004. Wow. Wow. Over under 90 wins for the Minnesota Twins. Go right now. I like this team a lot. I like the over under at ninety. I like ninety a lot. I'm gonna take under just by a just a contair, man. I'm uh, gonna take the over. I think Mendez, for as good as he was last year, I think he takes another another leap. Uh, oh. Robert Meeks, former Angel Farmhand, I think he's gonna take another jump this year. David Alberson, I think he can replicate what he did last year. Jose Mendoza, we get a, uh, another full year out of him. He started last year absolutely dreadfully, but I think he's better than the 70-67 he had last year. I see a lot of progression this year, and they get full years out of Leffler and Rosales. That's the big thing. The pitchers yep. are there. But this wasn't a 90-win team last year. Rosales only has 35 stamina right now. Is he going to go the way of Willie Thiel and lose all that stamina? Or is Very he going to get that possible. back? Very, is he Kevin Jenkins or Thiel? Do, 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 do. I don't know. Um, they made the playoffs last year, but they won 82 games. So 
them jumping from 82 to 89 or 90 is still a huge leap. I don't I'm curious I'm I'm fascinated that you said Mendez is going to take another leap forward cuz I don't see him I don't know how he can get any better than he was last year. He was remarkable in particular on defense. Um looks I like good can, I think he can hit more extra base hits. I think I think he can do better than 41 doubles and six triples. That yeah, six see, triple number seems way too low. I think the I think the defense can stick and the offense can get better. This guy looks like a 900 OPS guy, doesn't he? I think that's, he does. that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think he looks like a guy who's going to do what he did last year, hit 320 because he's a contact hitter. I don't see much for gap power. I know he has speed, but he's not going to walk. He's got, not going to hit home runs. I think see, he's I've, about- got a, I've got him at 65 gap power, which screams 50 doubles. And with that speed, 15 triples. Yeah, maybe. Is, Especially in the mass, uh, the massive alleys of a uh, uh, target field, it's six uh, percent higher for triples and uh, percent higher for doubles. Very true. I, I just, I like, I think his numbers last year are about what he's going to do offensively. But you know, he could probably steal, be better on the base paths. He wasn't great. Uh, he got caught 18 times. But defensively, he was so good in center field. Like, I just can't. I'm, I. He was plus 15 zone rating in center field for a guy with 70 range, and that's usually reserved for, like, the 80 range crazy superstar defenders. So I think he's going to come back to earth in that regard. But Does does John Hall break camp in the rotation, or does he start the season in AAA? Knowing what I know about Sly, Sly loves this guy. Um, he's been kind of obnoxious rubbing it in my face because I asked about John Hall, like, a while ago, and then he had a dev report. And so now he's like, oh, cool, I got this super awesome pitcher for free. I'm so happy. I'm going to guess he's, he starts because Sly is all in. Yeah, I don't see any reason to not put him in the rotation. Um, didn't have a very good spring training, so that may be a reason not to. Doesn't look like he's ready from that. But uh, I don't know. Double A to the pros is a big step. But but I don't see any reason if you're the Twins not to try it. I mean, you're the you're the twins, and for Sly, you've been trying for a decade to contend. Now you can. I don't think you send John Hall back to the minors. Is there is there a true is there a true hole on this team? Not place where they can go from good to great, but a true they need to upgrade here. Um, second base. Second base is pretty rough. I was thinking that even getting. You know, even when Soto comes up, uh, he could go to short and Albertson could come over and you have a superstar middle infield. But Fuentes is certainly your weak link, I think. But, man, you're right. The more I look, there's just not that many. Yeah. All right. Now, see, again, we're going to I'm I'm sort of interested in this Atlantic North comparison because we have the I think these divisions are pretty similar, quite frankly. The Virginia Atlanta Pittsburgh matchup. How does Minnesota compare to those three teams? Are the Twins better than Pittsburgh? Are the Twins better than Virginia? Do the Twins look better than the Braves? Well, you guys think the Braves are going to win 80 games, so. You put the Twins in the Atlantic, I peg them for second in the division. I think the Twins look like the best of those four teams, which is crazy to say. I mean, I but, don't even but think I we think talked about one of their potential best hitters, if he can say healthy, DJ Cazada. Trent, you still have what dreams about this guy? Oh, I still love DJ Cazada. The only thing this kid does is can't, the only thing he can't do is play healthy. That's it. 
He's good defensively at first base. Hits for power. I mean, the problems aren't his numbers. You look at the numbers. They're fine. The only number that sucks is games played. That's it. Played 24 games last year. That's shit. You know what? This team, the more I look at them, they really remind me of Virginia North. Uh, Just something about them. So I I think they're kind of on that level. I think this is the best of those four teams. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think I like this team better than Atlanta, Virginia, and Pittsburgh. Crazy. Good job, Sly. I told you I was a big fan of that Twins rebuild many, many years ago on this very podcast. Yeah, that 10-year rebuild really showed up. Yeah, eventually, I am always right. right. I don't know. I'm I'm quite a bit more bearish than you guys, but they're just the second in the in the north does not look very competitive all right uh is there anything more to say about sly in minnesota nope all right then let's head to uh land on lake erie cleveland indians they were my sexy pick last year uh they uh did not end up well this is a team that osa has pegged for only 80 wins can someone explain that one to me? Because the more I look at this team, the more I like it. Yeah, you know, you're talking about best rotations, and it's kind of a disservice to the Indians without talking about them in that conversation. Because there's a I lot mean, of a lot of things. Ignacio, like Ignacio Morales is the number three pitcher in Sky. I hope he can stay healthy. I really hope he can stay healthy. But I, I just don't know. I don't know. But he's I mean, the they, they have a. Li- they have a legit one, too, in Morales and Craig. Mike Hughes is a very good number three. Rory Shockey's come into his own. That changeup uh, is is coming in. It jumped from it's 30 crawling. to 50. It's, it's at 50. It oh, 25. I love Rory Shockey. Do you love him as a starter I mean, with a 50 changeup? I do. I, Even though absolutely. his expectation is closer? Absolutely. I mean, if he, if he stalls out here, he's Ron Dorita. Like, at this point, I think his, his floor is Ron Dorita. And Dorita should be starting, in my opinion. So I would do the same with Shockey. I would start him. Um, I not like sure he's going to be. I, I even like this guy, Kyle Walzer. Yeah, Walzer was like the only pitching spec in the system that had a third pitch for, for five years. And he's finally getting there. I don't think he's oh quite ready. I don't think he can strike anybody out yet. But. Do the Indians need to trade a starter to get better elsewhere? They probably should because hell, John Corona has still has the off chance of that changeup coming in. All of a sudden, he might have seven or eight starters. They have six legit starters. Like I'm not even counting Maury. He's their seventh, right? God, I forgot he's he's back there. But there are six legit starters, even if you you ignore Yoshihide Maury. Why weren't the Indians better last year? Why I mean, weren't they were the, the two last year? They, 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 were, they, they were, were the two. They won 88 games, but they just couldn't get past Minnesota. Are, are we just bored with the Indians because they've been kind of the same team for the last five years? You know what the Indians are? The Indians are like the best unsexy team. They're not going to lead the league in ERA. They're not going to lead the league in runs scored. And things like that are sexy. But they're a really well put together team that's really good overall. And what Grayson does is he's the king of the unsexy signing that you think's pretty stupid. And then you realize, like, oh, okay, that guy for $5 million, that's all right. I think something that shouldn't get understated right now. Jordan Busby just got a very cheap extension across four years. Buys out the first two years of uh, free agency. And it's a cheap deal. It looks like a deal that I'd make. 
with team options there on the back end. <laughs> it he, does. It looks yeah, that looks awfully cheap, almost suspiciously cheap. I think Jay yeah, something to do with this. That's a really nice extension. Yeah, Jordan Busby's hell of a good player. I like him a lot. Yeah, this seems really a good. deal, I believe. Yeah, this again. It other than Blake Spence, is there a sexy player on this offense? Like I really Former like rookie of the year winner Miguel Carrillo. Well, rookie yeah, but, of the year, quote unquote. Is he? Yeah. Is, is, is he sexy though? Like I think Blake Spence is sexy. I don't know if Carrillo's sexy. He probably oh, is. Blake Spence is sexy. Miguel Carrillo is not sexy. Right. He's good. He's he's arguably great. Right. Not sexy. I'll tell I you think... what they have is sexy. They got Rocky Graves, who's sexy. And Rocky is... Graves is sexy Ugh. and does Broke. not know how to run correctly. Broke his elbow. Fuck, that made me sad. He did running that the running bases. the bases. That was his he... first injury since 2014. How aggressively do you have to head first slide to break your fucking elbow? So stupid. Yeah. In spring training, dude. Take it easy, Rocky. I know you got that white collar Nebraska country boy attitude but just relax from california I, from uh, maywood california his name's I, rocky graves he's from fucking uh, appalachia Moon, somewhere he's from right. moonshine county dude right pencil tucky i have a couple of things to say first of all rocky graves will always be friend of the pod top 10 name Cheers. secondly Secondly, Rocky Graves sucks, guys. Like for half, a de- <laughs> for half a decade, this guy has been awful, right? Like he's been like legitimately awful for sure. half oh, a decade. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't had an OPS plus above 100 since 2009. He's been awful for half a decade. So like I love Rocky Graves, and I remember us talking about him when he was in St. Louis with <laughs> Rodson and everything. Yeah, Rocky, Graves, Rocky Graves sucks, and now he can't run bases. And so, yeah. That, but yeah, no, this team is unsexy and looks good. I might like this team more than Virginia, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. I do. I mean, you look, you look at the pitching staff. There isn't a single bad. There's not going to be a single bad pitcher on the pitching staff on, on the major league roster. Yeah, I, I like Cleveland doing what they did last year, winning in the high 80s, low 90s. I think it's the second best team in the division. This is a really tough call between Cleveland and Minnesota. Like, who do you like, like more? How, how is this team pegged for only 80 wins? Yeah. Those preseason predictions are garbage. Who knows? Yeah, you might have not had see, someone on their 40 or something. Sometimes they're right, though. Like, they, they had the Mets pegged. The oh, remember year. they had they the had, Brewers? They had the Brewers pegged right the one year. Every now and then the preseason predictions do a good job. I, I just don't know what to think of it. Yeah, but this team's just good. Yeah, I think the Indians are good. Not great, but really good. But they're good. I agree. Move on. I, I if this team wins eighty games, I I don't know what happened at all. It means every there, pitcher, there's every pitcher got. I hurt. mean, you got that would also, be a way that you could think about it. Look at their projected run differential. There's projected plus seventy. That's better than just being four games over. Kind of like the Braves, plus 70. Same RD. It just doesn't quite add up, I think. I think sometimes the uh, wins and losses and the run differentials are misleading in the predictions. All right. Uh, let's head to Detroit. It's, uh, it's it's an interesting time for Detroit. It's time where the, the young guns are coming up. 
The only issue is that they have no pitching at all. They have some good hitting. Uh, they have some good hitters. Mason Cox, uh, one of the best catchers we do not talk about. Bill Huerta looks legit. He had a rough season last year, but it looks like he's he's going to be there. They signed Joe Souders. They've signed Ben Cochran. Uh, they've got Ernie Granada's currently on the DL. They've got Johnny Flint back, who, who quietly had five and a half war last year. Uh, Granados is due back any day now. This this team is only going to win by outscoring its opponent. Uh, I do not trust a single pitcher on this pitching staff. This team I, has a great logo, and that's about it. I think the Detroit Tigers are really shitty. Really shitty. This team's pitching is awful. Their bullpen might be worse than their starters, and their starters are bad. And what kills me about it is it's Eric, so I'm thinking, all right, what's he doing? You know, he's always making trades for minor leaguers. Oh, he probably has a good farm system. This Tigers team is probably on the up and up. Dude, they have nobody ranked in the top 100. Uh, this is a, kind of a turning into a little disaster, I think. Right. Yeah, I think, again, I, I don't like the trust your scout at all costs stuff. Like, get a scout, pay him too much money, and trust him all the time. I think that's what Eric did wrong. Dates and back even to, then. Dates back to a long time ago. Other than Shiloh I mean, they're, they're Free, I don't know any of these guys on this pitching staff. Who the fuck is Dave Stone? Like, who are these guys? Dave Stone sounds like uh, just a made-up person. Totally Dave Stone him. sounds like someone that should be joining the Doobie Brothers with the Dodgers. Oh, boy. Stone, Weed, and Gus. Stone That's, to L.A. Please. That's so ridiculous. Manny Barron. Like, who the fuck? Like, uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, have uh, so Eric. OSA, OSA rightly has this team pegged with a 5-4 team ERA. Does that seem too high, too low? I think that's a problem with the OSA ERAs. I don't think they they kind of predict how much of a hitter's error we're in. Because 5-4 is just not that terrible, right? Yeah, no, I think that's it's, middle of the road, I mean, isn't it? It's 0.8 higher. I mean, what was what was the league? Uh, the the East ERA last year was 4.86. The West was 4.96. So yeah, sub-5 is still normal. What's like the median though? About five. Man, I gotta think Tigers have a bottom three pitching staff in baseball. You know. I mean, you want you want to look at the median in the West. It was a it was a four it was a four nine. In the East, it was a four six. Yeah, but Detroit OSA sure thinks they're gonna score, and I don't know if I see that either. Well, see, I was just gonna say. You could squint and see this team hitting well, because yeah, Souders could hit. Because Scout Souders could hit, Ben Cochran could hit. Like this team could hit. Yeah, Mason Cox is going to Mason Cox is going to hit from the catcher position. Johnny Ernie Flint, Granados. All Johnny Ernie Flint Granados is going to hit. Well, uh, Johnny Flint uh, is going to um, hit. Yeah. All right, you boys are talking over each other. I'm with you guys though. Uh, not a ton of holes in the lineup. Just not. I know what Trent's thinking. He's thinking about sex appeal. There's not enough in this lineup to really excite me. Certainly not enough to overtake how fat and ugly the pitching staff is. Oh, I don't get bad. what he's doing with his money. It's uh, bad. Eric likes going after free agents, and it was kind of weird to see him 
signed Souders to a pretty hefty contract um, to essentially DH because that's all he can do. Souders has to DH. And you have Granados, who for, I think is a DH as well. So then you got two DHs. That's a, a problem. You also go out and sign Ben Cochran, not just to a one-year deal, but you sign him to a three-year contract. It's not very expensive. But the corner outfield spots are basically the only spots you have depth in. So now Johnny Flint and Elijah Marshall, the basically the only prospect in this entire system worth talking about, Cochran's blocking one of those two guys. And you can't send him to DH because that's jammed. And so like all your all your best players fit into two spots. You have like five guys for two spots, and it oh it just doesn't work. I mean I think you could squint and 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 fit Flint in, in center field. Man, that just feels like a fuck you to to him. Uh, he was so good in left field. He probably could survive in center. It's weird that he's basically has never played center in his career. So I don't know. But yeah, I could I could certainly see it. But I also think Johnny Flint just had a career year last year. The dude had a bad dip of 380. Uh, if you're banking well, on that production again, you just can't. That man won the batting title last year. Yeah, won the batting title and a gold glove. Pretty rare combination. Well, he's got win the batting title sort of potential, though. Like, I don't think that's out of nowhere. I have him at 75 contact. Like, that's as do we. 75? Fuck, I have 60. Yeah. 60? 60? So, 60. We have seven five. Jake, yep. Jake, how much do you pay your scout? One million. Uh, I pay him twenty, so mine's twenty times better than yours. Oh my god. Uh, I'm, what I'm do ignoring I pay? all what do of I pay this. Jerry? You don't like the JP uh, argument that I just busted out? I, I, I pay Jerry. I pay Jerry a mill and a half through twenty twenty. Yeah, think, that guy. Is, I think we should use the phrase JP argument more. That was fucking funny. All right, <laughs> we can move on from the Tigers. Yeah, they're gonna I score. Do, I, their pitching is. Awful, and he, I mean awful. He has to move somebody, though. He he has to move somebody for probably pitching prospects. Whether or not it's God, it kind of has to be Johnny Flint because he just signed Cochran. You can't move him or Granados. Maybe you move Granados and get a big haul. I don't Eric, know. I don't. Eric does weird things. I still remember the trade to Kansas City that involved Mueller. Like God, all he, of that was fucked up. It was a weird. second rounder, a tenth rounder, and an eleventh rounder. Muller, who is a better hitter than anyone on this Tiger team. By the way, and, shout out Nehemia Robinson playing third base for the Tigers. Good for him. Yeah, Granados is, is probably the guy you want to move. And how how much value does a lefty DH platoon guy have? Uh, do not make him available to me. I mean, we just saw him go. We just saw a lefty platoon DH go first overall in the draft, but I still don't think I, uh, they're ever worth very much. I, I I would I would pay for Granados. I've got him 75 contact, 75 gap, 70 home run power. That doesn't grow on trees. It doesn't. I'm not sure I'm not sure he can stay healthy. Can't stay healthy, former, can't stay in the field, can't hit lefties. That's like a lot of red flags and but green pasture on the other side. He started out with the Angels and that's worth something. That is to you. It All right, me, worth, yes. It's worth a nickel. All right, let's go. Yeah. So, so we're in the north, and we're going to be talking about the Expos before we're talking about the Mets. That doesn't feel right at all. <laughs> at all. No, it feels bizarre. 
But the Montreal Expos got their pocketbooks out. So. Yep, the Expos, just like the Tigers, projected to go 500. Expos made some moves this offseason. Uh, they traded for uh, one of the uh, – they added they the second most war uh, among all teams, most in the East. Brought back homeboy Cobby, traded for Dave Burns, traded for Galdemez and Ursino from the Mariners, and didn't really lose much in free agency. Well, you can't Casey lose Stewart. what you don't have. And you can't lose what isn't good. Like, they gained two war from losing Nate Purdue to retirement. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It was a weird offseason for Montreal. Um, but it's like the most jangles fucking thing you could ever imagine. It the dude has ADHD. He can't sit still. He sucked last year, and he's just fiending, scratching his forearm like a maniac. And he goes out and trades for these players who are – Pretty good, but now they're getting older, and now they're overpaid, and now they're – I'm just not that excited about Ursino and Galdemez and Burns. I just don't Montreal, care. Uh, Montreal has one draft pick between the first and ni- – uh, between the first and eighth rounds. Their first rounder. No picks between the second and eighth rounds. So, yeah, like – Yeah, he doesn't care about the draft. Stop worrying about it. If he wants a pick, he'll put on select. Somebody who want to give me a third rounder, right? And somebody will do it. I'll give you next year's third for this year's third. And some of those assholes will do it. God, people are so stupid. It won't be this asshole. I'm not doing that. Fuck no. Not me. Yeah, let's let's uh, talk about those guys. Let's talk about Ursino and Galdemez and Burns. Is Ursino worth the $45 he's getting? I don't hate this deal because he's still young. Danny Ursino's only 27. He's 27, yeah. I, I worry a, a little... It's only a three-year deal. I worry a little bit about the defense. Uh, if it declines a little bit, all of a sudden he's super overpaid. And the guy didn't even OPS 700 last year. Yeah. Well, this is what Danny Ursino has been, hasn't he? I mean, hasn't he always been a defense-first guy? I mean, he has, but the defense is, you know, like normal, gradually getting worse. He was once right. a 12-zone rating guy, and now he's a 2-zone rating guy. So, I mean, he's basically just a net neutral at shortstop, and you're paying a lot for the difference like is he, between is the he that much better than Is he that much better than Chris Goulet? Yeah, not not horribly. They're certainly Goulet. similar players. How, how do you pronounce that? Goulet. I would say Goulet, although he's from Massachusetts, not, you know, Paris. What's that yeah, Will Ferrell bit? Do you guys remember the Goulet. Will Ferrell? He does the commercial for Goulet. <laughs> Goulet, that's the Goulet sing-alongs. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? No, I got nothing. All right. Saturday Night Live from the 90s. Sorry. All right. That, yes, that, no. that is before my time. Yeah, I mean, I, I like – I don't hate this team. I mean, I think they're going to be a lot better than last year. I mean, they certainly got better. They have right? to be. Yeah. Right? Um, and they were awful last year, so they've got nowhere to go but up, sort of. But, but yeah, I mean – do I think this team got better than last year? Yes. Do I think this was the right thing to do with the Montreal Expos? That's a different question. Like, I might say no. I might I agree with D-Rich. I might agree with D-Rich. I don't know that going out and trading for Galdemez and Ursino and Dave Burns and then signing free agents. Now, I don't mind the Chilperord signing, by the way. That's perfectly that, that's fine. A, that's a low-risk move. Right, exactly. There's nothing yeah, to lose there. That's fantastic. Great. Yeah, that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But but I don't know. I just don't think that it was the right thing to do. I think that you, this team is going to finish 500. The, 
finishing 500 is really dumb. Increasing your payroll to finish 500 in the North when you're the Montreal Expos is like the stupidest thing out there. Especially when I think it might hinder you two years from now to compete. Uh, It will definitely hinder you. You have to embrace the suck. You have to embrace the suck. You talk about increasing payroll. Their their total payroll right now is not even eighty three million. Not so a lot. they added these guys, but it's still not a lot. And I don't hate this rotation. You've I got think the rotation could be very good. Orlando Bautista's legit. Ryan Eddie's legit. Though? I th- I think Bautista's ready, and I think he showed that in spring training. You think Eddie's ready? I think Eddie's ready. Yes, I think Minsu Lee is a good starter too. I don't know about Marrero. I'm torn on Marrero. I mean, the Jangles gets two types of pitchers. He gets finesse pitchers and he gets low movement pitchers. Which is the right move to do in that ballpark. Yep, absolutely. I th- I always think that it's a huge advantage in this league to have a ballpark that's extreme, yep. like a Baltimore or a Colorado or a Montreal or a San Francisco, because you can just pick valuable guys that are not valuable anywhere else. I mean, we and, saw and- what Cobby did there. Right. He, he was great. Can't be signed by like half the league. Right. And like really guys that can't be signed by half the league because yeah. of their ratings. And Montreal, I think, could have embraced that even further. And that goes without signing these guys. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see more. I don't know, just more deep. If he had like a super defense, a super defensive outfield. Uh, right handed guys who hit it in the gap, something like that. But I, I just don't like the Arsino and Galdemez deals. Uh, both guys, I think, are overpaid and on the decline. And they're weird contracts, just 15 a year. Is Galdemez worth 15 a year? What's showing that Galdemez is worth my favorite. My favorite thing about the Galdemez deal is that he has an opt-out after the contract's over. <laughs> Arsino yeah. has the same one. I, I don't know if Dustin knows how to structure contracts at all based on this. I, I like Galdemez. He's got the rating. I mean, you want to talk about consistency i mean just look at esteban galdemez look look at the last four years of esteban galdemez that just screams consistent very steady very steady i mean i love galdemez too i just uh again the guys hit 30 you're gonna pay him till he's 33 and a half and he's a third baseman that's not remarkable i think i think you could have found a better option maybe a couple of things. First of all, I don't dislike the Ursino signing. I feel like Ursino is the type of team is Ursino is the type of player that Montreal should sign. Not a power guy, a defense guy, helping out a low movement pitching staff. And Galdemez is sort of not the type of player that Montreal should sign. Like his power got hurt a little bit in Seattle, and I think it's going to get hurt more in Montreal. I mean, I don't know, but more than anything. This team's going to finish 500. It is the stupidest thing in this league of all stupid things to reliably finish 500. Embrace yeah. the suck or go for it. Uh, you know what? I hate when you say that shit, Trent. I'm starting to sour on this. Um, we've been pushing the hashtag embrace the suck movement for the last couple of years. And the shitty thing is you're probably right. Uh, tanking and trying to get, to get a high pick is a good move. But it's just not good for the league. I like that he's at least trying to compete. More teams should do it. I don't know. The the tank fiesta epidemic we have in this league is just – I don't like seeing it. 
So I appreciate I... Montreal going to get the moose. I just think he could have he could have took this team from shitty to okay in a different way. I I 100% agree with what Deers just said there. 100%. Thank you, thank you. You're talking about the whole pod, right? Uh, strictly talking about the last like two minutes. Oh, all right. But Shit. sure. All right. Uh, is there anything more to say about the Expos? They're, they're gonna be they're gonna be an interesting team to watch this year. I think that that's that's for certain. They might be sneaky good. Uh, the pitching staff might be really good. And I mean, if I, Ursino's if Ursino hits, if Goulette hits, I mean, I I don't think Miranda should stick at second base. Miranda looks like a first baseman to me. But an I infield think, of Miranda Goulette, Galdemez, Ursino, that's pretty Miranda, tasty. I don't know. Miranda's got 45 oh, rings. Oh no he no was, no. He's minus. He's minus six in 48 career games at second base. He, he's a first baseman through and through. If he plays at second base, he will be the worst defender in the entire league. Uh, I just, I don't know if I want to put a five foot nine guy at first base either. Um, the more I interesting thing on the five nine, yeah, yeah, which is, just feels fucked up. The more interesting thing on the defensive side is what he's going to do in center field, because I know he was flirting with the idea of Dave Burns in center, which. I thought was a huge mistake. Yep. Albert so, DeJesus should not see the light of day. He's he, he's just hashtag bad. I don't know if I'd go there. I really don't. Um, I have him with 40 contact and 30 home run power and the fact that he can't hit lefties. Yeah, I mean, he is a platoon guy for sure, but he's damn near gold glove caliber in the field and super fast, going to steal a ton of bags when he's on base, if ever. But man, think about that ballpark. With the huge outfield and all those fly ball pitchers, that's the one thing Montreal needs. That should be their number one priority for from here until forever is get a defensive center fielder who you can trust. Because having Burns and Gallardo in the corners with a great, great defensive center fielder, uh, the pitching staff could be really, really nasty. Anyway, all right, Trent. Trent, anything to add? No, other than I disagree with both of you about the. <laughs> earlier conversation but the, the, we can talk about that later yeah all right uh let's finally head to flushing queens let's talk about the mets uh it's it, it's of, sad should we have a moment of silence for ernesto Pons? we should have a moment of silence for ernesto Pons. Right. rest in peace you legend oh now that that's done now we can just look at the shit show that is the mets offense Juan Guerrero's finally. Oh wait, no, never mind. He uh, he's he was done with that five-year deal a while ago. He's on his second deal with the Mets now. Uh, he's he's the only sort of offensive threat this team has. Kevin Bees is fine, but everything he offers is defensive. Stu Cam is actually Stu Cam may be the best offensive threat this team has, and that's a sad thought. I don't know. I think Cam's pretty good. Uh, just sucks that he's, he's a catcher. Good, but he can't the catch fact the ball. that Stu yeah. It's funny. Juan like, Guerrero might go down as like the highest paid guy in the history of Skyline if he continues to be productive. We we in the uh, in the early days of Sky, there were some players that made forty million a year. There were there were some hefty hefty contracts. That's, that's earlier. true. That's true. But reminds me of the old reminds me of the old ferret contract. Chiaramonte. Ah, oh, right? Chiaramonte. Maurizio. Yeah. Reminds me, you guys, you guys read about those contracts? That's crazy. In any event, yeah, no, I don't know what to think of this team. I, I guess I sort of feel 
All right, I'm going to ask this question. It's probably going to get me in all sorts of trouble. I'm going to attempt to bash one of the two three-time championship winners in our league as a zero championship winner in the league. Doesn't matter. Speak freely. Are the Mets well run, or did they just have ponds? I have a... I think I've shared that sentiment multiple times over this pod over the years and years and years. Brandon came into the league with a really unique situation. Um, He had an amazing pitching staff already in place. We didn't really know how amazing they were, but he had ponds and showers. And he had about like $80 million to spend in free agency. Signed a whole bunch of guys. They all turned out to be good. And then he's just kind of been coasting off of that pitching staff forever. Um, Can you think of one trade Brandon has made? I mean, literally ever. Can you think of a trade that he's made? Well, he made that trade of of Clark to the Angels. (laughs) Yeah, if that's it. Uh, I feel like three of the trades, Brandon, three of like the six trades Brandon has made has been with me. Ibarra for Trotter this offseason, Art Coberly for Oscar Marache, and Nate Clark for some spe- for Chris Fox, tips on some specs. I mean, it's it's very minimal. He's uh, The Mets have just I been mean, on autopilot for years and years and years. But I think something that maybe I'm overstating it, maybe I'm not, but I feel like every year the Mets go out, sign a free agent or two that – it ends up just being legit, like they did it with right. Buckley last year. Yeah, yep. it happens. It happens. They, just, they did year, it with they did it with Tim Shields. This year is going to be like Rodolfo they, Gomez. Yep, like it's going to it's somebody every year. It's just hard and, for me to like really praise a GM. Like, uh, for example, JP signing Nate Riley. Uh, he signed Nate Riley, and it was an amazing signing, and it totally changed the whole structure of our league, not just the Orioles. But he signed him in like. January in right. January in after yeah. after everyone had an opportunity to sign him and no one wanted him. Right. And then you pick up that guy and then he's great. I don't think that makes you a genius by any stretch. I think that's just more luck than anything. And that's kind of what that Buckley signing or that uh, fuck. He signed Eric Donnelly, who <laughs> who hit really good for 30 games two years ago. I think the Mets have had a lot of that, but it's been mostly coasting. I think this team looks better than the Expos. I mean, that's just me. Because I still like I, Carl Bedway. I still like Johnny Downey. The bullpen is still legit. Jaden Smith and Joe Basinger are two of the, that that might be the best nine, not, uh, eight nine punch in the league. But they only have two good starters. Julian Guerrero is never going to stay healthy. He just traded Francisco Abara. Yep. Francisco Abara. No uh, no, that that trade. No, that trade got voided. Oh yeah, that's right. Was that one of the trades? That Miami Guerrero Guerrero is still a Met. Bar is done for the year. He tore his rotator cuff. So the depth that they had isn't really there anymore. John Millett is probably in the bullpen. I I don't see this team getting to 500. I don't either. I don't know. They were 500 last year, and they have to be worse. They have to be. I don't see how this team even comes close to contending for a playoff spot with those other three teams in the North. But I think they're better than Montreal. Man, I, I actually don't think so, and that's so fucking crazy to me. I think I mean, Montreal's the, better. The, the funny thing is they added an eighth of a war, net. But 
via their ads, the players they acquired, they added negative point one war. They they got rid of minus one war. So but it, it doesn't their account addition for was pawns. by subtraction. And, it and that's thing, it pawns. does not account for pawns. Who is not going to be anything this year, unfortunately. Right. Which it's it's sad. Again, I'm excited let's, to let's welcome. Think. We can kind of yes. welcome Brandon to the league because now he can start playing the game like the rest of us. Right. Oh, and as we say, the Sheila Guerrero has now been sent to the Marlins again. Okay, good, good. Good, keep making moves. But hey, Which, what Brandon does have, he does have the number one hitting prospect, number one hitting prospect in baseball, a guy who was a scouting discovery. So another point against Brandon. Doesn't but Perdomo count. looks pretty good. Perdomo looks really good. I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make the team this year. I don't think he's ready. But, no, no. Nor should but he. I, but I like the fact that he's playing him at second base now. I like yeah. that a lot. I think that's a good idea. He's much sexier as a second baseman than he is as a first baseman. Yeah. So. One thing I will say about Brandon, and a big much respect to him, he's brought back Pons when he knew what didn't wasn't going to be productive. He's paying him $10 million. He knows he's not worth $10 million. He's bringing back Mike Showers. He just kind of like the Braves, prideful to a detriment to the team. So I, I admire that. All right. Uh, that it with the uh, with the Mets? Yep. Yep. All right. Let's head to uh, the Bronx. Trent, I'm going to ask you this, since uh, Deer's a little biased here. Do you believe Steve, or do you agree with Steve when Steve says that the Yankees will be better than the Braves this year? No. I think the Braves are better than the Yankees. Do you think it's close? Depends on what you mean by close. I mean, I think if things break right, the Yankees could win 75 games. Flirt with 500. Do the Yankees have a number two behind Neofotistos? Neofotistos is no. They've got nobody. Man, I I think you guys are selling this team short. And I really, really enjoy shitting on Steve. But I I like a lot of what he has in the rotation specifically. I think Clifton is fine. He's been consistent. He's been a consistent four, four and a half war guy. He's 30 at this point, so he is what it is. Fernandez was dog shit last year. And I had all but praise for Fernandez on the preseason pod last year. He was absolute dog shit. Yeah, very bad last year. I, again, I'm kind of with you. I think he'll bounce back. And Tommy Maz I like a little bit. I think that guy can pitch okay. There there I, are pieces here that are nice. I, I like Maza. I, I don't like Asp is awful. Awful, awful. Always been awful. He's never been good. And I don't like Alex Fernandez. He's one of these guys that looks like he should be better than he is. And I'm afraid that's what he's going to be forever. Now, Neo Fostitos is legit. I like this kid a lot. Me too. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, So the Yankees have that. They have the legit number one, I think. Um, But he knows he needs pitching. He's been asking for it all offseason. And he kind of got a blessing with uh, this guy, Stuart Stansel, who was a 30th rounder. He traded for a couple of years ago and just had a dev report from, like, you wouldn't believe. I mean, all of a sudden, he's ADOSA. Yeah, this guy looks like a starter all of a sudden. And it's because of that 80 changeup. Yep. Yeah. 
that 80-80 changeup. It's amazing how one little tiny bit of good luck can kind of shift the franchise because this rotation looks like you can project it. I'm, I'm a lot less worried about it than I, I would be otherwise. Yeah, so you're I, right. On, on a second look, on a closer look, I think that this rotation is okay. I, I think if things go badly for the Braves, they're an 80-win team. And if things go really well for the Yankees, they're a 75-win team. Maybe it's 500 team. So, yeah. I mean, but I think that's a worst-case scenario, best-case scenario for these two teams. Yeah, that's Losing Arturo Flores uh, for the beginning of the year is going to hurt. I've got, I got two questions here, All one right, of which because it was hotly debated. Is I would Ivan Escobedo be the ace on this team? No. I would take Neil. I think that there's been a lot of Ivan Escobedo hate over the last several days that I think is completely unwarranted. And I think that he is probably a better pitcher than Neo Fostitos. He just can't stay on the field. And so I think just on pure talent, I'd rather have Escobedo. I think in terms of an actual player on a team, I've got to pick one. I want Neo Fostitos. I, I think you're right. Uh, Escobedo has got a lot of hate. Um, I heard people saying, like, he's not a starter. Like, he's a reliever. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's wrong. Get yeah, that's out. Just, wrong. just stop sucking your own dick. And look at the screen, because clearly the guy is a starter and he's good, but he's he's not healthy. But even then, even then, I think I just think Neo is that good. Um, a lefty with really balanced bars. Neo looks great to me. And although I like Escobedo, I think Neo edges him out. When you start bringing in health into the equation, then it's not close. I'm a little worried about guys that can't strike out guys. Worries me a little. Neil Fustitos is never going to be a big strikeout guy. I think seven or eight. I think eight per nine's enough, you know? That's well, what Escobedo did last year. That's enough. That's enough. He's not a five strikeout guy per nine. No, he's it's, not. You're right. He's not an 11 either. I mean, he's not Andy Allen. Yeah, so. you don't need to be an 11. You can be Troy Peltner. You can be Eddie Hill, and those guys can right. be great. Right. Those guys can still be good pitchers, right? I'm not willing to call Neo Fostitos great. I don't think he's ever going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, he is what he is, which is I think that I think pitcher. that what he is what he is, he's a good pitcher. I think that an Escobedo who is healthy is great. That's a great pitcher. Mm. A healthy Escobedo is an ace. That's a great pitcher. And I don't think a healthy Neo Fostitos is great. Second yeah, I mean, question. I, go for it. Yep. Over under ten twenty OPS for Sergio Ortiz now that he's playing in Yankee Stadium. Over. Over. Uh, this was this kind of this was a steal of a deal. Um, I wish I had jumped on it when it was available. Just an absolute steal. This guy's going to be awesome here. Crazy that. Just crazy that St. Louis gave him up still. But uh, don't don't forget they also gave up Antonio Diaz. I, I know, I know, I know. Just makes me want to cry genuinely. I so really want. Sergio Ortiz is my East Position Player of the Year award preseason favorite. I think it's too hard as a DH, but I could yeah. buy it. I could buy it. If he leads yeah. into the postseason, I, me personally, who values that shit, I could do it. I could see it. If, yeah. if, if, he, if, if he doesn't win DH uh, Silver Slugger 
then it's a down year for him because there's no reason with his park. He, he either got hurt. That's the only reason he wouldn't win uh, Silver Slugger, in my opinion, is if he gets hurt. Because there's no reason that he should not absolutely rake at Yankee Stadium. And, man, he makes this offense look so much better because without him, it's like, okay, you got a y- lot of young guys who are kind of coming into themselves. I don't, I can't really count on anyone being good. And all of a sudden, you put a real fucking bat that's going to be damn near 1,000 OPS, and the whole team looks different. This is a great move. Great move to add him. I really like right. him. I don't agree with – I agree with D. Rich. I think it's really tough when you're getting effectively zero defensive value to win position player of the year in this league, right? And that's what and, he is. And I, and I understand that. I, I'm, I, I am a self-diagnosed war slut. I love, I think it, love, love, love Sergio Ortiz. I've always loved this guy. How good is St. Louis if they still have Sergio Ortiz? I mean, I don't want to think about it. I mean, but like, here's the thing. You, you look at their outfield, Sanchez, Hooper, Quintana. That's still a great outfield. We'll and get Sergio to Ortiz is the DH. He's not an outfielder Coast anyway. Too, bro. So, okay. yeah, I mean, you guys still like Juan Rivas? One of the best prospects in Sky. This is, well, actually, I wanted to talk about this because he's been ranked highly as a prospect. But, man, Steve can't shut the fuck up about getting this guy off the team. He really wants to get rid of him. And that is that tells me it's a bad sign because he has not hit really anywhere. I see a future squirrel guy when I look at him. So I, I'm get really nervous. And as a guy who's looking for a corner outfielder who's young and could be great, like this is the type of guy I would trade for. I'm scared off by Revis. But but do you have an ace, ace in all caps? Do That's I have the only a, way you're getting him. I can only get him with a young ace who's never hurt. So, that player so does not exist. Who, who, who is that? Like, who is that? There's not one. Like, There's would Ignacio one. Morales count towards that? Would no, Travis Arford count towards that? Arford John Sissel? John Sissel is the only one I think that has a case to Jordan be a young Cervantes? ace. Cervantes? I think Jordan Cervantes would have a case. Maybe. Doesn't he have Pablo a little Gallardo, bit of a uh, Cervantes, no. Uh, yeah, maybe. Only, uh, oh, he's never been hurt. Yeah, maybe that's the only way you get Rivas is Cervantes. But man. Cervantes or, or, or Arford, who, who turns 29 later this year. Yeah, um, man, he wouldn't he would He wouldn't touch Mandler with a 10-foot pole. Uh, it's Cicel it's or Cervantes. And even Cicel has an injury history. So he's, he's like, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to put someone on the block and you're going to ask, I want this, this, and this, you've got to have someone in mind. Or how about just message the one team who has the player you're after? Just do that. Anyway, I'm worried about Revis because he's being shopped so hard because he fits in really Revis. nice and he would fit so good in New York. Why wouldn't you right, want him yeah, there? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense why you would get rid of this guy. It's now, the my scout, It has to be. My, my scout is – looking on him disfavorably and I think what's most concerning to me because I'm not as worried about the injury history as you although you're not wrong right and I'm not worried about the fact that Steve's trying to get rid of him although you're not wrong about that either what I'm most worried about is that the guys that come up and play real well always play well in the minors like Sanchez raked in the minors Revis has been sort of meh in the minors yeah, he had a good 2014. Me. He had a good 2014. Not great. 
But last year, struggled in 2013 when he went from short season to to high A. But last year he was shit in Triple A. He was he was really shit bad. in the majors. He was he really was, bad. He was absolute dog shit in spring training. 390 OPS in spring well, yeah, training no, this year. He's obviously not going to be around, nor should he be. I mean, there's no reason for, for him to keep around. But but I I think it was a mistake promoting him to the majors last year. He hadn't shown anything to say that he was ready for the majors. Yeah, maybe. I don't know that it really hurt him being brought up. Like, it's not like it's out of the year. He was going to have to But I put, think you can make he was gonna have, it does. He's going to have to be put on the roster anyway because he was eligible for the Rule 5 this year. So he he, I think he would have probably ended up being – Paying five hundred thousand this year anyway, so so I don't know that it's I don't a real think it's I think it's it's another year down the road because he can't use a half year this year. If oh, well, if Revis had spent the entire year in AAA last year and then done the same thing in spring training this year, he could have had a half year, but that half year has already been used up. Yeah, that's true. Are you guys still on Juan Revis? Yeah. Yeah, the guy hit a buck fifty. He has an injury history. The ratings are trending down. The owner's shopping him like crazy. Uh, it's just so many red flags. I'm awfully nervous. This team looks it, – it just looks weird. It looks like pretty good players that are sort of badly put together or something. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I think I like the Braves more than this team. I would hope so. We won 40 more games last yeah. year. Uh, and, and I think if the Braves play – if things go well for the Braves and bad for the Yankees, it could get really bad in New York. Like if things go south in New York, I think we're probably 10 games better. That could get pretty bad pretty quickly. And what do you know? OSA has you exactly 10 games better. Oh, well, there you go. I like us both about plus 10 off of that, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything more here with the, uh, with the Yankees? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, let's head, uh, Let's head to Boston, to Beantown, to a team that is definitely uh, embracing the suck. Is, is there anything good we can say about this Red Sox roster? Nope. Not one. Um, the, the only the, good thing he's doing corpse, is he's – I love the that he has Dusty Zeller. Of, That's it. Yes. That's yes. it. That's the only cool thing, and Dusty Zeller is like the Matt Kirkland of hitters now. I mean these. this is going to be the worst player I've ever seen playing Sky. He, uh, he 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 now has post concussion syndrome. He is done for six months. Oh, it's all oh, so he's out for the year. That sucks. That actually sucks. I hope he comes back. That'd be cool if he keeps playing Julio Franco style. Uh, I don't think there's anything we have to say about this team. I want to ask. I want to ask yes. one question. Just one question. I don't care about the Red Sox at all. This team's awful. I think this team might be worse than Cincinnati. Yes, it is. It's Dusty Zeller, a Hall of Famer. Ooh, you know what? He's earning a lot of points by coming around and playing at 42 years old. I'll give him that. Here's the thing. he f- By playing for Boston, he fell under the 60-war barrier. Don't care. I, that, he's, I hate that. Nate Perdue should not – we should not count the more, minus four war for Nate Perdue against him. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just talking from a purely cosmetic standpoint. Yeah. Fuck, like, I, I would not count that minus two. I would not count the, the year in Arizona. Or I'd count the year in Arizona. I would not count the year in Boston. For all intents and purposes for me – he has a, an 800 OPS, 60 WAR, all these awards. I think he would be close. He would probably be a, a seventh, eighth guy on my ballot. Ready for this comp? Yes. He's Joey Thomas. 
Mm, so he's a no for you. I I like him a lot more than Joey Thomas, considering he's actually been good and like made All Star teams and shit. I mean, I mean, Joey Thomas was only a three time All Star. Like he never won anything beyond that. Then again, it's different with uh, it's different with pitchers. Dusty Zeller has done a lot of good things in his career. Thomas really hasn't. Um, but that's kind of the big argument for for Zeller is the fact that longevity has been such a he's been around so long. I mean, for he was good for most of that stretch. I mean, he had a three worse he had a five worse season at the age of twenty four, and then he had a three worse season at the age of thirty nine. Yeah, really wild. I love Dusty Zeller. I think he's awesome. Me too. I, I thought he was going to be a He was on the pace sh- to be a career expo, and then I snatched him from Montreal. Couldn't resign was that him, and then Graham all or Jangles? That was Graham. Yeah. That was Graham, and it was like a big trade. I made it. A, I was at a White Sox game, texting the trade, and I got him. I was like fist pumping. I got Zeller. And little did I know that I was just going to explode this guy's career into chaos because he just bounces around forever since then. Well, he spent half a year with the Angels. I'm. Yeah, where hasn't he spent half a year? Shit. He was even in Kansas City. Well, then again, everyone well, goes through Kansas City. Hey, we should play Royal or Pauper before the night is over. Great game. <laughs> we should. Right. We should. He, he, Dusty Zeller had two stints in Kansas City. I think he might. He's probably a Hall of Famer for me. I think he's going to make it for me, too, because I he's love hit, Dusty Zeller. He's also hit 400 dingers. That's a lot. Yeah, he's got 425 career home runs. And as a third baseman who's played great, pretty good defense for most of his career, I uh, he earns a lot of points for me. And, hell, he's still some – he has 300 steals, too. Like, he – it's hard to say Dusty Zeller's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Ze- I, I, I would Dusty Zeller would be on my ballot. Now, yep. now that we're looking further into the counting stats, not just looking at the word, Dusty Zeller's on my ballot. Yep. God, I feel like we have to talk about a Red Sox. Ugh. Um, we did. We talked about Dusty Zeller. No, but like a real Red Sox. Uh, Jason Schroeder, is he good? Is Jason, Dave, Schroeder Jason Schroeder good baseball? He's okay. All right. There you go. There's a, uh, there's a okay. for you, David. Here, here, here's, here's one guy we can talk about. Juan Virueta, the starting pitcher. Oh, this guy is pretty sexy. Wow, I didn't know this guy existed. What the hell? Holy shit. My God. Shades of like, uh, what was his name? Rodolfo Madera. Yeah. No, but this is is like even more extreme. Yeah. Madera was kind of good. The reliever for San Fran who derich, Rich Todd. Reminds me of Rich Todd. Not Rich Todd, Darius Thompson. Darius, Darius Thompson. This is incredible. Well, it appears Gosh, it's so blue. It's oh my so goodness! Blue. And yet it's not because nobody likes him. My scout doesn't like him. OSA doesn't like him. Uh, I love it. I hope he goes to Montreal. <laughs> and just he might be like this guy could legitimately be great in Montreal, right? right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any chance he's great in Boston. But he didn't no. really pitch badly last year. He pitched pretty good. well. Yeah. This guy's actually good. I don't know how yeah. he – yeah, he just didn't give up many homers, and he didn't walk them to guys. Like that, I think that was the best-case scenario for him. But he is very, very sexy. I love that color blue. That 80-80 blue is like – there's nothing like it. Look at this. Fuck you, um, I mean, He was a 
discovery in the Toronto system. That's where he came from. Of course. I think my favorite my favorite thing about Vera Wett is that he does all this. He throws 99 to 101, 80 stuff, 80 fastball, 80 slider, 80 changeup. He's 5'9", 160. He's my <laughs> size. Jesus. <laughs> I love the short guys. I used to love Muggsy's 5'9", or 5'10", or something like that. I used to oh, – that's say, so cool. You, I mean, you say Muggsy, my immediate thought is Muggsy Bogues. That's one of my guys. I wow, like that. I always think of like Billy Wagner in the major leagues, the closer. He was a oh. short guy. Was Wagner that short? Yeah, he was pretty short. All I think about him is being righty and lefty. Roy Oswalt was sort of like that too, guy with the Astros for a long time. All right, we're not we're not guy. that young. We don't know who Oswalt is. Come on. That was like ten years All ago. All right, is uh is is that enough about the Red Sox? We, we talked yeah, about we talked about the guy in the Red Sox. We, talked, you know we, what? we raved about Juan Virueta. You know what? David doesn't listen to the pod either. Because if he did, he would have heard me shit talk Trent for picking Tyler Olson over and over and over. And yet, <laughs> David gets the 1-1 and picks fucking Tyler Olson. A lefty DH platoon. Ugh. Disappointed. Granted, I don't know who the hell I would have picked in this draft, so I'll give him a pass. But, boy, I can't imagine a world in which I'd pick that player first overall. Yeah, if we had more time to talk... We should probably talk about the draft. I don't think anybody knows what to do. It's sort of a weird draft, and nobody knows what to do because it's the totally. first draft after the OSA bug. Totally. Right? I, like, I, actually, I actually feel bad for David in a lot of ways because this is just not that easy. And what he did is kind of what conventionally would be the safe thing to take the guy with the high demand, high high potential, OSA. OSA, OSA loves that dude, like raves about him. And you know what? I mean, he, I, he might be good. I don't think principal disagree with I mean, Tyler you, Olson did not end up bad. It just for a one one. It was pretty bad. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And Mike Mond, I think uh I think it's actually better than Olson as a prospect, strictly speaking. Like the guy's already pretty developed for twenty. There's a lot to like there. The problem is that when you're picking that high in the draft, you need to shoot for the moon. You need to get a franchise changing guy. And even if Mond is great and he becomes ernie granados like cool you got a, a power hitter who can't play defense and only can play 115 games that doesn't move the needle enough in any event we could be done with the red sox and i think yeah. that means we're done with the north doesn't it Jake? i just said i had to throw david north. i had to throw my pal david so, above. i'll go ahead and rank uh, these boys okay let's go ahead and rank them toronto one Literal mile between the next two teams. Then, nautical or uh, nautical mile or normal mile? Aren't they the same thing? Actually, I don't think they are. How is a mile different in the water? I'm pretty sure a nautical mile is different than a, a ground mile. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, I am not the scientist here. Jake I, obviously has a 4.0. Trent's yes, a nautical so mile is roughly 1.15 statute miles. What the, what the fuck? fuck's a statute mile? <laughs> First Jesus of all, Christ. let's not even get into the fact that a mile is a fucked up unit. If you were a scientist, you'd be using the goddamn metric system because that shit's much better. Hey, so, have a little pride in your country, bud. Yeah, whatever. Fuck the, fuck the Canadians. That's why I'm putting Sly at third. <laughs> and you, second you know is the Grayson's Grayson. Canadian, right? Is he too? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like i wish we could get some sort of 
exterminator. What, what are we, like 50% Canadian? It's unbelievable. <laughs> what are the odds of that? You guys have one baseball team, and you guys have all, like, make up half of nerds out there. It doesn't make any sense. So the top three in this division are all Canadians? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they oh, are. My gosh. Anyway, uh, I'm going to put the Yankees fourth. Wow, that is strong. Yeah, I think actually it's less of a compliment to the Yankees and more of an insult to everybody else. But I think they're above 500, actually. I think they're going to win about 82 games. Uh, Montreal is going to be right there, right behind them. Followed by the Mets, right behind them. I think that whole those three are going to be a bloodbath. And then this Detroit team, I have it all the way down in seventh, which is really sad considering I... Eric's so handsome, and I like love him. He's American, so I have to root for him. And then David <laughs> we, is in we, last, we as love, he knows. We love Dad. We love Dad. Eric is Dad. I remember way back when everyone thought Eric was actually my dad. You saying he's not? He is not. Ooh. Ooh. All right, someone else. Predictions. I will go with Toronto in first. Uh, I will also take Cleveland in second, uh, Minnesota in third, although it would not surprise me if those two were switched. Um, I think those teams win about the same number of games, 90 or so. So uh, still 10 behind, easily Toronto. I think I like Toronto to have the best record in the regular season uh, because I think I sort of disagree that the bottom of the Atlantic is that much worse than the bottom of the North. I think I'm Toronto, on that. Who, who's the worst team, Cincinnati or Boston? I think Boston's worse than Cincinnati. That doesn't even matter. It's about the seventh-place team. The seventh-place team, the difference between Philly and whoever you think it is in the North is huge. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just think Toronto's going to end up with the best record in the sky this season. Could have. But in any event, um, in fourth place, you can call me a softie. I'm going to take the Mets. Uh, I think they hold it together well enough to get fourth place. Um and then I'll take Detroit, and then I'll take the Yankees. I'm going to stick Montreal in seventh again. Sorry, Jangles. I just don't see it. And Boston in eighth. Well said. T- Toronto is, is head and shoulders, maybe even knees and toes above everyone else. That, that, that one right there was for, uh, for Andy's kid. I don't know how old he is, but I like the head, shoulders, knees, and toes joke there. Um, I'm pretty sure his kid's like in his teenage years, so who knows? Uh, after that, uh, I'm I'm a sly truther. Uh, I've always been a sly guy. Uh, Give me Minnesota second, just ahead of Cleveland. That Cleveland team is so good. I, it would not surprise me if both those teams won 95 games. Uh, you could you could tell me Minnesota won 95 games, I wouldn't be surprised. You could tell me Cleveland won 95 games, I wouldn't be surprised. After that, maybe the Yankees. Some, something about me says that someone's gonna click for the Yankees. They're they're gonna they're gonna finish around 500. After that, the Expos, the Tigers. Yeah, no, the Expos and the Mets, then the Tigers and the Red Sox. Alrighty, it's kind of weird. Huh? We, we're kind of split. Jake thinks the top of the North is really good. Uh, I think the bottom of the North is pretty good. We're all kind of all over the place. I do not. I do not hate the prediction. I don't think it's going to happen this way, but I do not hate the prediction of Toronto, Cleveland, and Minnesota being like all fifteen games better than anybody else in the North. I I, I think there's a chance that could happen. Like, I, I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised if the three North playoff positions were locked up before September fifteenth. Because I think it could be Toronto with 
105 wins, Cleveland with 95, Minnesota with 95, and nobody else above 80. Right? Like, I think that's got a chance to happen in this division. I, I think you guys are just so much higher in Minnesota than I am, but interesting. Anyway, let's go All right, west. Let's, let's head out west. Let, let's head to Houston, shall we? Shall we? We shall. Are they projected first? By oh, 13 games. 